0: sound
1: all right what's up everyone welcome back to watch with sound my name is josh Anticho, and with me is carmela ocampo and welcome back to our scream series this will be the second episode which means the second movie mm-hmm. so today we're gonna be talking about scream 2 Released in nineteen ninety seven, a year after the original was released, directed by the same old Wes Craven, starring <laughs> Nev Campbell, Corny Cox, David Arquette, Jamie Kennedy, and for the most part the same cast as last time as regards mm-hmm. to the main characters. Carmella. What
0: did you think of Scream Two? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it definitely lived up to the first one. Um and, like, going into it, I had, like, pretty high expectations because, yeah, yeah I, I watched it, like, a day within each other, so I was, like, riding off of um, the high of the first one, and I was like, okay, I'm pretty excited. Like, I understand why this series is pretty good. Um, yeah, but most most of all, I was, like, just very excited to see um, what kind of story would be, would be coming next. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. It was, like great in that you were more familiar with like the story and like you already know the characters so you're more invested um and I know this one is my last on my list overall ranking but that's not to say I didn't like still enjoy it. and it's that's not to say I it didn't like still scare me
1: hater over here (laughs) (laughs) um so this is my third favorite I believe So, like, general impressions before, like, I even watched the movie, um, I was kind of already set for it to be good because the reason why I, like, wanted to jump and scream so badly was because, like, I looked up the ratings, I looked up what people said about it, and I had, like, a lot of research beforehand, which is my fault, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) motivated me to watch the movie, so whatever, but I was expecting it to be pretty good, um, I wasn't, I was kind of expecting to be blown away just because, like, a lot of people said this was better than the first one, um and i was kind of blown away a little blown away not super okay. blown away kind of like yeah. you know a breeze but uh <laughs> not as hard hitting as uh, Before. i expected it to be but it was still really good um it's crazy too because like sequels never do well especially in horror
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and i didn't think it would match to the first movie at all whatsoever i thought it would be i thought it would be good but not as good as the first one um And even like, we think, we even like thought about it before recording like sequels that lived up or did better than the sequels. And we had like, we have like five movies on that list.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, and like one of them or two of them are horror. The rest are like cartoons. Um, So we have at the top (laughs) Shrek 2, Mm -hmm, amazing mm -hmm. follow up to the first one, amazing. We have Conjuring 2 pretty good if not on the same level as the first in my opinion um we have toy story 2 and we have vhs 2 we have back to the future 2 and lastly aliens 2 haven't seen half of those <laughs>
1: <laughs> but even with that it was something we had to like research and like figure out we couldn't even like just off the bat say any sequels that were good we just had yeah. to like really really think about it we like sat here for a good minute researching it but just thinking about that and how it's hard for sequels to follow up to the first one, even like equalizing it, it was really hard for every horror movie at the time, or even now it's hard for sequels to live up to the first one without seeming like a money grab or seeming like it's the rehash story all over again. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, But Scream 2 really lived it up and it's, it's, I should, we should give a lot more credit for something that's so groundbreaking as an actually good horror sequel. Yeah. Um, so Carmela, let's open it up. The most, one of the most successful horror slashers of all time.
0: Dun dun dun. Okay, so this opening scene: Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar Epps, Epps. Yeah. I think. Um, and they're a couple, and they're about to see <laughs> the screening of the movie Stab, which is based on the events of the previous movie in the movie. <laughs> so, that in itself like that whole premise just like impressed me. I was like, "All right, I'm so ready for this. Like this is this is pretty funny already." And yeah, so you already kind of know what's going to happen to them and they like end up like dying at the hands of ghost space in a movie theater, which okay, in my opinion, like that def- definitely didn't age well because of all of the scary stuff like all the shootings and like scary things that happened Um, in a movie theater and it's happening to POCs. I was like, man, also true. Wow. (laughs) Like (laughs) I like, like (laughs) yeah, I think if I saw, like saw this movie when it came out back then, I definitely wouldn't have seen, seen it with those lens in mind. Um, but I saw it like a month ago and yeah, that just all of those aspects coupled in with like just plain old murder, just like terrified me that whole opening was like truly scary for me
1: i actually didn't think about like that whole lens i kind of just watched it it because again like at a certain time this movie was uh, made it that those events didn't happen and like i really didn't even think about that there are pocs that got attacked as well which is very interesting um but apart from that (laughs) apart from like those those side notes um this scene was really really crazy because like Coming off from The Scream, you have the beginning scene with Drew Barrymore dying this horrible death. And it's sort of like this idea of like, okay, they have to follow that up now. Um, And in this this movie, the scene that happens with Omar Epps and um, Jada Pinkett was really, really intense. Like the fact that like the whole movie theater got free masks and free knives and like the whole theater was rowdy and like was all like unruly and stuff like that. And then it shows, it starts mm-hmm. off with Omar Epps getting stabbed through like the stall door. Th- and through the stall th- the door. <laughs> We're just kind of, like, it's just stall- kind of crazy. Um, and like ignoring the plot hole, the fact that like, one, I don't know if I was knife strong enough to do that. And two, <laughs> yeah. how did he pinpoint that and like plan out his piss? But like, that's just a whole <laughs> other story right. and you don't want to his- point out plot holes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Ghostface like dressing up as him. Mm-hmm. And then Jada Pinkett gets like comfy with him, which is like a great, great part of the scene. And like she like hugs him and then he's all bloody. He's like, What?
0: <laughs> and then she gets stabbed. Bam bam bam. And then yeah. The and whole then scene. just her whole like walk to like her crying out for help was like just so sad and so scary. And she like all the way up to like, yeah, the when she like falls and dies, like nobody still was like, Hey, this is a dead body. Everyone is like cheering. Cause like you, no one would have guessed.
1: Like it's all part of like the movie that someone dies like that. Like yeah. you would have guessed, like, oh, maybe she, she needs help. Maybe that's real. It could be, like people probably thought it was like an accident, which is really, really interesting to think about. Cause like if that happened in real life now, I'm not sure if I would say like, oh, I think she needs help. I'd say, oh, what a great actress. Or, like I would a great reenactment, but I would have never thought of like it being an actual murder, which is like such a great setup for this movie.
0: Yeah, man. And then coming off of that, I was like, whew, that is, a uh, this is going to be intense. <laughs> and it was. Um, and yeah, so, like, basic plot is, like, literally the same. And I thought that was so funny because, yeah, how do you use the same, like, premise but still, like, manage to make the sequel, like, um, engaging and unpredictable? And I think it definitely had to do with the introduction of like cotton weary and like um the more prominence of his character and just introduction of like new other characters too where you had to like basically guess again about like who it was gonna be and i think and i know we'll get into this later but i think randy's death in the middle of the movie like i think totally changed like the game because at that point you're not really expecting anyone from the previous movie to really die yeah and then he dies and you're like what i
1: think that plays into with the engaging and unpredictability about sequels because like yeah it's it's pretty much the same story and rehashed in a different way but like you still have the three four main characters that were in the previous movie and you kind of want to see what happens to them Mm -hmm. because with sequels and stuff like that you never know if like the main character is gonna die if the killer is actually someone close to them, or if it's someone that's new. Like, I think the unpredictability of what's gonna happen to these characters is really what engaged audiences then and even now. Like, I kind of want to see what happens next, and we, even if it's like the same rehashing, it's still very entertaining and to see like where the characters are now, like how they act now, what do they do now, especially in this situation, um, and sort of how the evolution of these characters began with this movie. And sort of how um they reacted in the sequel,
0: yeah, and yeah, and at this point, you like basically care about these people because you like survived the first movie with them, and they're like a little more grown up now, and what they're in like college,, yep, and Dewey's much. like an older policeman, Gil <clears throat> Weathers is very successful off of. Her did she write a book from the first one or something like that she just like reported it and she just got more famous.
1: She wrote a book about the first murder and then she continued to be like this star-studded reporter.
0: Yes. And that's another thing that I liked about this sequel too that it literally picked up picked up where the last movie left off and they like actually like continued their lives as it would in real life.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting to see Stories like this be continued because, like, nowadays you yeah, have like retcons, you have remakes, mm-hmm. and sort of just like a whole rehashing of the same <clears throat> thing but in a different sense. And it's cool to see um just sequels in general that pick up from the stories. Not even this movie, but there are also other sequels that pick up from the first one really well and sort of uh, latch on to the characters' abilities, characters' personalities, and even engages the people more to invest in these characters and invest in this movie.
0: Yes. And, yeah, another thing that makes this sequel, like, much more engaging and unpredictable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But with this Scream film, you still have uh, the same old tropes, the same meta feel of it, and they even have, like, a little clash discussion on, like, sequels (laughs) and how that worked out. Um, And then we get reintroduced to Khan Reary, who has been been in jail and wants his claim to fame. Um, And, yeah.
0: Yeah, and like, um, I like how they literally, yeah, they have the same old tropes. They like basically have Randy again setting the rules of what a sequel is supposed to be. (laughs) And he's still like that voice that like, is like, okay, this is how things go. This is what's supposed to happen next. And then he dies, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like he's the one that knew. He's the one who knew. And they like, I love how they set that up again, and they completely like subverted it again. Um, so they're like, your expectations are like constantly being played with, and um, yeah, I that I think his death was probably the one that surprised me the most, um, and I didn't. I really didn't think it was gonna happen I was like man and at some point of course I suspected him um Mm -hmm. and yeah which brings us to a roulette of like what like who we thought the killers could be and like what kind of outcome you wanted I guess at that point
1: before that though like Randy was Randy is and was the crowd favorite so even oh, yeah. him dying was like really really heartbreaking and plus his death was really bloody and really like gory it was brutal yeah, yeah like he like bled through the van <laughs> <It was so laughs> yeah. crazy. um and i also loved the fact that like you still had him guiding the movie in a way that like still made you suspicious of everyone like the way mm-hmm. he talked to dewey he's like it could be anyone at this point it could be you it could yeah. be me. like he's like and you're like
0: oh my god it could
1: <laughs> who is it who is it like you kind of <laughs> want the answer but you have to watch the movie to see what happens um but before we get into the killers and their motives and everything like that, did you have any suspic... Like, who were your first suspic- suspicions? <laughs> and who did you think were the killers? Killer killers.
0: Um. Okay. I definitely suspected Cotton Weary, of course, because... He um, was sus. Because he's super sus, and he's, like, a new person, new character, and you're like, okay, this guy's a little sketch. Um. I think... I definitely thought there were two killers still, or again. Um, so I I, I didn't. I really wasn't sure who the second one would be. It was, like, constantly revolving, like, the whole time. Yeah. For what me, about you? I,
1: th- I had, like, a really, really interesting inkling that it was either the boyfriend again uh-huh. or, like, her best friend, just because, like, it was kind oh. of random that they plop her in there. Yeah. Um, and then, like, my third... Kind of like maybe 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 was Dewey like maybe Dewey, Dewey? was even cool yeah <laughs> it been cool to see like a main character be the killer in this one but
0: yeah okay in the yeah. end it was definitely suspected Dewey well, not really actually yeah. no not really I was like I'm not Dewey <laughs> in the
1: end it was Mickey the mm-hmm. boyfriend's the boyfriend's
0: best friend mm-hmm. and out of nowhere Mrs Loomis <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere I was like wait who. <laughs> And they're like, that's Mrs. Loomis. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And we don't know what she looked like, right? Not really. And, oh, I like how the whole time she played a fake reporter, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, we know this lady. This is some random lady. And they kept, like, paying attention to her. I was like, okay, she's going to play a part at some point in the end. (laughs) And then she did. And I was like, what? How did you feel about that reveal?
1: Okay, I was going to talk about that. (laughs) Um (laughs) Okay uh okay so mickey i was like okay yeah that's cool i kind of suspected him um he seems like a good possible suspect mm-hmm. mrs loomis though like <laughs> this is probably like the biggest problem with this sequel was that mrs loomis was one of the killers and it was something that you like did not see at all like you didn't even know that the mom was still alive like yeah. it was sort of like the shoehorn mm reveal mm-hmm. um but then again i kind of get it because I get like the, her her motivations are fine yeah but the fact her reveal was kind of off was what kind of got me yeah, kind of walked on the that one that kind of like <clears throat>
0: like um, sour the make, experience a little bit yeah I yeah. was gonna say because I think I I definitely felt the same way um because the Mickey thing his motivations were again like random and like it was just yeah. for fun it's like okay whatever yeah. kind of like
1: reenacting but also like same idea of blaming the media and sort of how those yeah. movies influenced him and stuff like that and yeah. also to get the attention as well for um being this crazy killer
0: yeah the f- the fame aspect i guess yeah. right um yeah and like i think te- i feel like they did everything they could technically with mrs loomis by having her in the movie like throughout like she was technically in it we technically saw like yeah. her throughout the movie we should have suspected her but yeah it was like the knowledge of billy's mom that was like not on our radar at all that we didn't that made that reveal not as impactful or yeah. as like huh
1: they did like a like a little minimum checklist like do you see her in the movie yes <laughs> you know does she talk <laughs> yeah. yes okay we get, get the killer <laughs> yes. Kind of is thing. she a little sus yes <laughs> <laughs> but the, i don't know the, i like the fact that she got revenge for her son and like that's even why she killed Randy so much, like, or so gory, was because like, Randy was making fun of her son, and like, that's why she, yeah, felt more emotionally attached to that kill because like, he talked bad about my son, like, how dare he, and I killed him, blah blah blah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but like the fact that like it was kind of out of nowhere was kind of weird. They even yeah. mentioned like plastic surgery or something. Um,
0: yeah, but it felt it very was...
1: shoehorned. I think.
0: Yeah, it didn't like the the fact that she killed like random civilians just to get revenge on the three or three or one person that killed her son seemed a little off to me too but i guess that's where mickey came into play where he was he might have just been like hey let's kill all these other people too
1: yeah to sort of play into the whole trope of the ghost face killer yeah um were there anyone that you wanted to see to be the murderer and or to die
0: Honestly. <laughs> oh, to die? I don't, to die?
1: To be the murderer? Like, uh, it's mm, like, is there any I, other possibilities you wanted to see?
0: I think it would have been really funny if the boyfriend was <laughs> the killer again. Mm-hmm. Just because, yeah, in the first one, it was her boyfriend. And then in the second one, you're going to be like, okay, it can't be her boyfriend again. And then what if it was There's her boyfriend, boyfriend again? again? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, like, rehashed it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so I think that would have been. I don't know. That would have been more unexpected for me and it would have made more sense than Mrs. Loomis, I guess. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Definitely. Like even if like the boyfriend's reason was the same exact as like Billy Loomis, like at least yeah. we know who this guy is and like how yeah, much he played in her life and how much yeah. she wanted to be in her life. It, it, it like actually made sense apart from like Miss Loomis coming out of nowhere. Um I don't know. I think if they maybe played her part more in the movie and made her more part of I guess the whole murders and like her being a reporter
0: and stuff like that maybe that would have been better yeah i, don't know. It, I think they I should could see it working f- in yeah. that aspect for sure
1: like this is a definitely a good killer but it wasn't introduced the right way it wasn't yeah.
0: that like, wow factor yeah
1: um another thing i would want to see maybe is like maybe dewey or someone being part of the murders mm-hmm. but like, i know dewey is also a crowd favorite and <laughs> i liked him in the other movies like it's a weird thing to say but um or i also wanted to see like maybe Stu come back somehow from the dead and like be the killer um there's actually talks of him being i believe the kill yeah he there's talks of him actually being in the second movie of being the killer
0: oh Um, yeah they had to like i know or i was reading on wikipedia that the identity of the killers was like leaked online early or something and they had to like rewrite it yeah something like that Um, i don't know what the identity was um at first and what or if they changed it even um but yeah yeah i know yeah. there's like
1: a little easter egg too um in like the sorority party if you look in the background it's the, the actors too just partying uh-huh. in the background and you can oh, see really? him like pat walk by yeah it's really <laughs> funny <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> um, so funny i want it okay i gotta yeah. see that it was, it'd be cool too to see i don't know i like i for some reason want like the one of the main characters to die in this one but i do like them later so like it's a it's a weird thing with me like I yeah. don't want them to die but also be cool <laughs> if they died um like for instance dewey dewey probably should have died but i think he's such a big crowd favorite that they saved him like how do you get stabbed they him and like he they missed the <laughs> fatal artery. like he had a like a, a dead artery or something that he stabbed or something yeah, because of his it, leg or something like
0: that. His arm was that. Why his arm was like yeah, he was his arm was like limp the whole time. Yeah, right. um or I something. believe like so. Well, that was the third one. Sophia
1: said it was like the scar tissue that uh Ghostface stabbed. That's why he's still alive because it wasn't like a fatal artery. It was like just scar oh, tissue. Well, I guess yeah. That,
0: yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, if it was an artery, he would have bled out and died immediately, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, I uh, feel like uh, it has something to do with. Because I know the actor and um, Monica from Friends, they were, like, married. So, I don't know if they got together during that time. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it.
1: I think that was starting the relationship. I don't think they are married yet. I believe the third one was where it got serious with their relationship, if I remember correctly. You were there? Yeah, they uh, (laughs) told me about it. You checked? When I was three years old, yeah, they told me about it. (laughs) Um. But speaking of Dewey, one of the notable scenes is him freaking getting stabbed in the sound booth.
0: <laughs> Dude, that was crazy. I, yeah, I like almost forgot about that scene, but thank you for reminding me because that was, that was pretty crazy. It was like, yeah, it was very tense. They're, they're in the school. Were they in the school? Yeah. Or the, the theater or something. Um, and he's just chasing, what's her name? my god what's her name final girl
1: huh oh uh sydney
0: sydney yeah chasing sydney around the room with gail weathers dewey's chasing after them dewey came in like last right he like wasn't even there the whole time Mm -hmm. came in last screaming towards gail weathers in silence like can you imagine screaming and no one can hear you
1: yeah no like that scene too is very very smart because like that does make a lot of sense that there'd be like a soundproof room for recording. And like the fact that like she hid there for safety without knowing about like the window that she can't hear anything. And like the, like, the way that he was killed and everything was so dramatic and so like, so crazy. And then you see Gail like just like crying and like wanting to help him, but she can't. And it is so crazy. So heartbreaking at the, at the same time. It was heartbreaking. Time. Yeah. Um, and so intense. Um, but yeah.
0: Speaking of another tense moment. I think Sydney crawling out of the car with a ghost face knocked out in the driver's seat was probably the most intense. I was was clenching my butthole (laughs) and I was like, oh, my God, what would you do in that situation? I I would have like, you don't want to wake him up but then i'm like she could have just stabbed him right in the throat also you true, know Also true. i don't think she had a
1: weapon at that point but oh, okay that's true yeah i mean like because like, i really like the fact that like she even tried to unmask him because i know a lot of people yeah. would complain about the fact that like why don't you just unmask him but like when she tried to unmask him like he like flinched or something and yeah. scared her. so she's like, like fuck this i'm gonna get out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's that part was so tense and so crazy
0: and then yeah her friend was trying to like it was her and her friend trying to get out so it was like two tense moments yeah, know, in exactly he's <laughs> yeah. like,
1: like oh my god i gotta do this girl now
0: but Uh-oh. then she ends up actually going back cause she's like no i gotta see who it is yeah. which and is kind of dumb there. on her
1: part yeah i know kind of dumb but also smart because then she would have died it. if she's with holly
0: yeah yeah that's true and it's yeah good point. it's also
1: understandable because like you want to know who it is, and like, he's this is the perfect time.
0: Yeah, he's um, like unconscious, he's trapped in a car. Just take it off.
1: Yeah, I just wish he like grabbed a weapon or something before. Yeah, I know.
0: Eh. It's all
1: good. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> and like we said earlier, Randy's death incru- incredibly unexpected, crowd, fam- crowd favorite dying, mm-hmm. the funny one. <laughs>
0: I was pretty sad.
1: R.I.P. Yeah, that's pretty sad too. Because I liked him a lot. I was like, "No, Randy." Yeah. I even like, like, like no! screamed. At- <laughs> no, <Randy. laughs> <laughs> But again, it did make sense. He was talking crap. He was like, alone <laughs> "He was talking hub. shit." Yeah. Ah. They had
0: they had to kill someone important from the first one. I exactly. Think.
1: They couldn't just let them all live again.
0: Yeah. It would have been weird. Yeah. And if but- they did, they'd have to die in that third one. Yes. The plot armor only lasts two movies, guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so ultimately, do you think that this sequel surpassed the original? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I put this. As, I put this as my third favorite, but it was very, very close to the first one. Like I couldn't. I couldn't oh, decide okay. a second one. If you remember the list from the last episode, but. It was hard for me to even pick between the two, but it was a really, really good um follow up to the this first screen film. And the reason why I put the first screen film above this is because it's the first one and it kinda set the precedence for this yeah. whole series to begin and to continue. But I think if they changed the Miss Loomis the Mrs. Loomis thing and like and that's probably it. If they just changed that a little bit, if they hammered in her more a little bit more Mm-hmm. It might have overtaken the f- the first spot, Dang. Um, but yeah, it's really close to the first one. It was really good. Um, how about you? Do you think this is better? Or I mean, you rated it pretty low, but <laughs> what's your reasoning behind all that?
0: Well, I rated it low in the context of the two other movies. So, so if we're just looking at yeah, just the first and movie and this movie, I I do like agree that it was a really good follow up to the original for sure. Like it definitely made still made me like excited for the next movie and still excited for the series um overall, and I think, yeah, I think it succeeded in like mo in like the best way a sequel could succeed, like the first one. I don't know if it surpassed it for me for the original, I think the original will always be like um first for me, but that's just because it's the original. <laughs>
1: isn't the original the top one on for you
0: yeah wow
1: well <laughs> <laughs> well being scream being scream um you know you have like all this <clears throat> this meta commentary and this this conversation about how movies influence murder again with like the first one and the first sort of controversy that had with the first one um what do you think scream 2 is trying to say about sequels about this the horror genre about Um, people copying the media what do you think about what scream had to say scream 2 had to say about the film industry
0: i think it was definitely touching on like similar like topics like it was like making fun of like sequels in this case right and like follow-ups and i think particularly in this one it was making fun of like events happening because of a movie more so than the first one did i know in the first one they just said it Mm -hmm. um and they just said it as a motive like one of the killer's motivations was it but this one like i think that hammered in that message way more you like with the introduction of like the stab series in this movie um And yeah, I think it's basically still touching on like the movie media's influence on like killing people. But I think it just like solidified that more, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think with the first one, you sort of had Billy Loomis and Stu um, playing off of murderers off other movies. Scream 2 is actually the movie that they're (laughs) basing off the movies, like the the murders off of, which is so interesting to think about because it sort of plays into the fact that like, it's not exterior movies that are influencing anymore it's like the actual movie the within actual the movie, movie yeah influencing the murders that happen within this movie yeah. which is really fun that the fact they kind of play this meta and it's so funny that they put stab a movie about the first movie in this movie like <laughs> that's the, so funny in the
0: movie <laughs> like, and they
1: sort of like capitalized on Ghostface in the movie along with yeah. capitalizing it in real life just like the whole aspect of that is so crazy and it's so funny to me um yeah
0: it's it's like yeah it's brilliant it's (laughs) like on like so many levels
1: yeah i just love like what scream was is doing and was doing then like just playing with the fact that like it sort of knows what it is as itself and sort of Mm -hmm. what it's doing um
0: yeah it it became like a sort of like living thing Almost, if you know what I'm talking about. it Because it seems like it's a movie that's aware of itself Mm -hmm. and a movie that evolved with itself. Like, the franchise evolved with how it evolved in real life. Yeah,
1: it's like, yeah, it lived within the media and also lived within real life. And I think we're gonna get into more of this in the third one. But the fact that it kind of knew what kind of movie it was, a horror film, but also aware of corny movie themes... Mm-hmm. that's where it sort of plays into the fact that we're okay with the beam movie kind of feeling it had at the time and also with the subsequent sequels that like we were kind of okay of how the movie went like we were kind of okay that like omar ups omar epps got stabbed through the like the bathroom <laughs> door like it sort of the yeah. fact that it sort of lived within itself created this comforting and like investing factor to it for us to be okay with how certain things came up and how certain things were executed.
0: Yeah, they it it like it changed the rules of the game and what it meant to be sequel, but at the same time like it set the rules too. It like it it's just constantly like yeah, it was just constantly evolving. It was yeah. like, okay, this is gonna happen and then it happens and it, it says this is gonna happen and then it doesn't happen.
1: Yeah it broke the rules just to rewrite them to break them again <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and with the scream sequel we sort of unpack the fact that sequels can ultimately be as good or even better than the first one um especially with the, something like the scream series it sort of lives, lives within itself and evolves with itself um and another reason why me and Carmela both love this series and love this movie um, and we'll get into more of the Scream series as we go on, of course, with the the third one coming in the third episode. But altogether, great film, meta, love it so much. Scream two. Um, this other this has been our episode. My name is Josh Landicho, and you could follow me at the Space Wolf.
0: And I'm Carmella, and you can follow me at CatMellaO. O.
1: And you could follow Watched Sound on Instagram at Watched Sound along with listening us listening to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple. Thank you for listening, everybody, and keep on watching. Are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real-life sequel? Stat 2? Who'd want to do that? <laughs> sequels suck. No, Whoa. come on, man. Oh, please, please. By definition alone, they're inferior films. It's bullshit generalization. Many sequels have surpassed their original. Oh, yeah? Name one.